Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the penultimate episode of season two, episode five, entitled What Makes Sammy Run. Uh, this episode was directed by Chio Hidari Coker, uh, or it was written by and directed by Felix Alaka. Alkala. There we go. <laughs> I couldn't see it on my screen. I'm like, I gotta make that bigger. Uh, I gave this episode an 8.5 out of 10. I thought some of the Sammy stuff was really strong. Everything going on with the gang, uh, Nate's daughter, uh, particularly Tammy. Uh, that was a little up and down. Not the biggest fan for dick waving contest, but i think in the end it's just about a push and pull of an investigation and how old school and new school kind of handles things particularly around the idea of drugs um so we start this episode with in the in the club they were cracking me up dancing because i was like that feels so 1990 but that was like 2010 (laughs) and as they're dancing with the dates those two uh latino hitmen come into the into the club a few people saw them with guns and that's when i would have been making my way to the fucking exit and they walk right up to them and they shoot the one black dude and the other guy in the face i didn't even recognize that as nate's daughter that didn't even occur to me even with the blood sprayed all of her face i was like well you learned an important fucking lesson welcome to the rice fields motherfucker when you hang out with gangsters you gonna see some shit there's drugs there's violence um i wouldn't be trying to rebel in this particular fashion i'm sure there are other ways that are far less perilous to rebel against the lies that you've been told your whole entire life because i get that part i do um however (laughs) uh fucking with the fucking with gangs is not high on my list of shits that i want to do um they of course nate and sammy are assigned to it sammy is telling his wife to take prenatal vitamins like that's supposed to help you get pregnant ain't you supposed to take that when you're pregnant unless she lied and said that the test was positive i don't know a lot of shit went down for sammy in this episode (laughs) um but she's she wakes taking photos of him has no respect at all that he goes out and works while she does stuff for her classes she's basically an unemployed bored hippie that invites a teenager to her home to smoke weed with and smoke so much of it that she passes out this absolute stranger and you have this dog that's a drug dog and you keep taking him around places like there aren't people who just have drugs in the neighborhood neighborhoods that you're going in you're taking photos of gang members because it's interesting to you and you like their face you just if you're that bored go find something to do that involves you actually using 
some type of skill or learning a skill this whole photography or you know photography that's not a fucking that's not gonna make an income unless you are opening photo galleries you need to find a jo fucking b a job it's just nothing i can't deal with tammy and i don't know why they really made us deal with this fucking character other than to say these women are the worst i think that's why they're so uh repugnant they're meant to be repugnant this is exactly the type of women uh it seems the show is (laughs) advising that attach themselves to police officers um this whole entire relationship between them sammy has insecurity issues and i think that in his mind tammy's this dime that that was lucky enough to to let him have let yeah him have sex with her he doesn't seem to have a lot of confidence and it it shows in that relationship oh i like when you wear wore a suit you were nicer to me and he gets to to work or gets to the club and the first thing that uh salinger says to him is your wife pregnant yet why am i still getting hate as they're waiting for the identification of the one guy that was shot in the face uh they're all back at the the one guy he's always making fucking jokes i can't remember what the joke was though (laughs) i just knew he was inappropriate don't like him uh they be trying to fit in and that's when they get the notification that it was nate's daughter that was with him and his wife calls because the the father called and said she hadn't came home last night he said we'll deal with it tonight and then that's when his wife calls and she's back home covered in blood and she's like daddy daddy don't daddy me now (laughs) but uh, sammy was saying the same thing like it's it's teenage years this is what we we did the same thing and i'm like yeah when you have a kid that's i mean that's that's the cycle right it's like oh you're supposed to understand that they're out doing a harmless fun but it depends on what you were doing as a teenager (laughs) most people know that it was not about the right thing so uh that phase is not something to just be like oh like i know when I skipped school, all I did was go to the movies and <laughs> go to the library. So, you know, that juju that don't I don't have that same fear of that juju because I know my daughter. Um, you are who you raise. <laughs> I mean, you can't tr- control everything and sometimes kids just rebel, but still. Uh I would think that she has a reason to be rebelling at this moment, even more so. Um, which is i think where sammy was going with it of course she's rebelling (laughs) um but we also know like he also knows that she was hanging out with drug dealers so maybe he has a little bit more reason to be concerned then uh to flip that back around on nate is right um sal is not happy with the fact that he doesn't think that all of this task force and the way they're doing things and the helicopters and the cameras to get the court case all of this extra money only for a -a whack-a-mole effect which is basically you take one down two more pop up you know the war on drugs is bullshit because it's not about 
the the gang there it is about the gangs on the 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 one level but let's not pretend as if the the bankers and as they were pointing out the you know people with money are the ones that are bankrolling and also moving the money of these drug operations so until you go after the real criminals what's the point in using all of this fucking money just to you know maybe we should put it in a better or different effort just to get these people in jail on certain charges and half of them ain't even the head of the snake uh sal in the middle of their investigation just rolls up at the funeral for his right hand man and basically just talks one-to-one with trinity like look i know something happened i know they coming for you you talking about you ain't scared but you have a choice you can come in you can save your life you can choose to give up what you're doing because i know you back in the game and i'm not sure like i feel as if this is sal's old school way of doing it and then you have uh sal being like you're on the take like why would they why would you bring that out like one you know that your persons is staking out this particular person so if i was on the stake on the take why would i show up in the company of them <laughs> no i think sal wanted to try to end it because he he wants his people back he's like i got three bodies i got you taking all of this shit away and i got one person working actual homicides out there just at the possibility of getting this person put away and all for what just so someone else can step in he just doesn't understand the effort but he does get caught up in you know because nate breaks it up after both of them's like it's not over it's not over they're just not seeing eye to eye because sal is young or not sal um why do i keep calling i keep calling another dude sal punte punte lazalonzo um he's young and he's like that's what i mean you old school guy because kept saying you simmering at me i could tell you want to say something to me he's like yeah when you gonna wrap this shit up (laughs) seems to be taking longer and longer and there's no results yet and by the end of it though when he sees that you know his ways did pay out like he has that respect for him but at the same time at the end laz alonzo realized like yeah i guess he kind of is right (laughs) and then they always make that comment which made me feel as if somebody is dirty like they saying um so this one dude was like oh those guys want to flip they just don't know it yet that's so fucked up the way they got arrested it got caught out for their assassinations is uh both john and ben showing up for a domestic because one of them was uh one guy was sleeping with the other guy's girlfriend and got her pregnant so this domestic turned into them entering the house and finding all of the guns and like three million dollars because that's real smart but we know criminals are really fucking dumb they're not they're they're violent but they're not smart no they're not there are some that are calculated but not those those street ones no they're not they're they're just not um so yeah now they're busted (laughs) and then you have the daughter testifying nate's daughter 
and so that's another win for them and uh the other two end up flipping easily they're like yeah we'll just threaten to deport their uh the one dude's wife and the one dude he truly loves them back to to mexico they don't want that because they'll be murdered and they were busted so they just they they tell it all they tell it all and everything leads back to trinity day and trinity day is taken down they explained that he was also skimming money off because he was talking about how uh mexicans and black people have more things in common and how they should be working together uh we listen to the same music we like the <laughs> the same thick girls with fat asses um we both work the fields for the white man there should be why are we fighting against each other when there's more things that should be bringing us together and yet he uh was stealing (laughs) money and that's why the cartel sent people to take him the fuck out um so there's that all wrapped up but even lazalonzo's like yeah especially when they realized trinity wasn't even selling the drugs or the guns or shit they was just moving the money and he used his car business to do so um let's talk about the more uh heart-wrenching story with sammy and the little boy he's been damn i didn't write down nobody's names did i but he he they he sees a the one boy that he's been seeing who gives him information he says he's not in a gang and he sees him being taken in by an older officer he's like yeah you don't make them run they get more pissed off it's like why are you spraying things you're not even in a gang he said look he's my problem i'll take care of him he sees that he likes where the wild things are he hears that he's very smart or he realizes he's very smart as he tells him like that wasn't a movie it was actually a book and yes he's absolutely correct the book is 10 times better than the movie ever was movie was a great disappointment and he mentions other books that were (laughs) that he's even like he's like he's damn you're really smart and you see the unfortunate situation that he's very smart but he's stuck in a life where he doesn't have the same options because he's not a white man in america (laughs) and he is living in a gang zone and unfortunately you have to choose a side as one fred johnson once said to one jim holden uh it's it's a beautiful thing you want to think of and he even tries to you know what are you doing tomorrow tries to get the mother like hey i'd like to to come check on your son and she's clearly on drugs uh and you hear him listening to the whole conversation and then hearing like yeah i try to keep him out of the the drug thing i don't want him to do that and he hears that sammy's taking an interest in him and then after he takes him to the movie he takes him to this buffet and he's never even been to a buffet and it's so sad the little things that make these children so you know so appreciative and happy for the things that they want that's not meant because mom oh because there are some people in this world i won't start with the person i know that will think that that means that you should rub that in their face every single day of how appreciative they should be like that's not no they shouldn't have to to 
put in an effort or show something for something that's given that's just a that is just a given you know to be loved to be taken care of to have some of the nicer things in life a buffet is fucking 13 dollars. it ain't even that much you spend more on that than that freaking 24 pack of beer up in their houses or the cracker uh, you know whatever so you know him just being so excited to see the buffet and the the variety of desserts and then you have sammy trying to get him the same way he took a interest in janila let me try to get you off the street or you know stop you from joining a gang because that's going to destroy your life and yet as he's seeing this little kid you know saying happy uh, they're singing happy birthday to him he realizes that's not his life and recall we started that scene with another boy that almost looked identical to him in the white shirt little mexican boy and he's dead shot in the back and you then see the scene after he leaves you know even when he was at his house he's like oh you gotta go soon you know he's starving for attention for interest for someone to mentor him um and despite sammy really giving a fuck about this boy it's unfortunately he he's not his father he can't raise him rise him raise him out of the situation that he is in and we see that as he's going down the street a whole gang of black boys run up to him uh they're asking who he rolls with he has to roll with someone um and they start gang stopping him and we see later on there's a call to another shooting the black boy is uh dead you saw the one guy uh an old gangster in the back where he came to the first crime scene he's like yeah my dad put a gun in my hand when i was 15 but these is babies like even i'm fucking like this is too much and then he came over and he told sammy he's like look you ain't hear this shit from me but the streets talking it's the kid casper that's his name and the minute i felt so bad for sammy now because he was devastated devastated and he ran all the way to that boy's house busted in that one dude was like you can't come in here shut the fuck up you let this shit happen you probably gave him the fucking gun he goes in the room and he's pointing the gun he's got blood on his hands and he's like you know he can't he know he's not gonna pull the uh you know sammy immediately sees him and starts crying because he's like why 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 <laughs> and he knows that he's just a kid and he's a good kid and he's smart and he's brilliant and now he's he's lost him you're now lost to that particular life and it's so sad to see that hurt me man i was in tears especially when he grabbed him and he just wanted to hug him and then the one dude showed up and then he had to cuff him and take him in and he knows that he fucked up and he knows this is the life he had he's kind of forced to to choose oh that was gut-wrenching and then hearing tammy at the end i was just like shut the fuck up you're a fucking cunt shut the fuck up you're a stupid cunt suck my dick there's a little ben and uh cooper action this episode one is when they busted a guy filming or taking photos of a girl 
underneath her skirt did you know in most states that's not a fucking crime because under the first amendment your right to privacy is not in public so guys can literally do that and it's not illegal which is why he took the phone and broke it and then basically said why don't you call the police and embarrass yourself about what she was doing um because technically it wasn't illegal and he couldn't do anything about it so he's like nice (laughs) i just love when uh ben is just like "You're, you're so amazing and then he tells them when he's watching the money he's like yeah i got a card from like he's like yeah you're about to be you're you're hot shit you've had a lot of wins you've been on a winning streak people are gonna want to recruit you like they did me um and i think that's what he sees in him a lot of himself he's well trained he can speak spanish you know he's prepared for his job and he's like look success is about luck but it's also about keeping on the straight and fucking narrow uh and also revel in this because the bad days are going to outnumber the good ones <laughs> um but that was pretty much it and he and he did he, we see a little bit more training too because he says why would we search the place it's like you always search the place on a domestic because you see the scratch on the face like something else could be going on here and he pointed out in a past uh one of the people didn't do the search and there was three dead bodies in there (laughs) so it's always good to search in a domestic when things have been violent uh i think that pretty much sums up the episode i know mimi uh, or not mimi jesus i just did this to uh mimi in a thing and i called her shy (laughs) oh my god i'm turning into my mother calling different people (laughs) different names (laughs) uh but uh i'm sure queen shy is gonna have some some thoughts (laughs) considering how much she truly loves tammy uh on this episode so let's hear her feedback Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to get my feedback for Southland episode five. I'm not gonna lie, I was knee deep in my feelings today about this episode. Oh, wow. Um, Just so many feelings about it. Um, Juanito, first and foremost, I was like, why Juanito? Why did you make this choice? Oh my gosh. And I felt Sammy in that moment. I, I felt him so much because it's like, he really and that and I let me start off by saying this is I I adored this part of Sammy's character because I can relate and and he resonates with me and this is what I I I mean he's growing on me this part of him because he was like this with the other girl I forget her name now um the one that saw the murder and he's he's all about kids and all about their welfare and them doing well and he invests in them wanting better for them than and wanting to show them that they can have better than what they've been shown or what they see you know see around them and so I can respect that and that part of him I his character I adore and I resonate with so yes I'll start off by saying that the other part no but this yes um yeah I can 
yeah, it's 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 hard. And and in the Juanito, this whole storyline resonated with me because, as you know, I have my three my three fellas, and this is something that I talk to them about: is making right choices, doing the right thing. You know, it's easy to get caught up in situations where there's dire consequences, and so always surround yourself with like-minded people people that have your best interest at heart people you know because it's so easy the people for people to pull you down rather than lift you up uh, especially in the black community as you've talked about i've heard you talk about on your jc podcast um it's just it's it's it is it's a thing and so i would tell them that all the time and you know so far so good but again it, it doesn't take much for um, one bad choice can lead down to a lifelong um, bad consequences. It happened to my brother, and so it's 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 hard, and it takes being intentional and you know just doing the right thing, a conscious decision to do the right thing every day. You just got to do it, and um, yeah. So, anyways. But yeah, with uh, with Juanito, I mean, and I get what he was saying when they were eating, you know, about rich people don't have got choices. But I'm like, no, that, you know, do what you got to do kind of thing. It's like that. See, that's the problem. That's where we fall short is that mindset. It's like we've already given up before we even tried is when you think like that. It's like, yeah, rich people, people with money have more options and more choices but at the same time, we're not left without options. We're not left with only this route. We still have options. Sammy is giving him an option. And, and then, so that's, that's, like the, that's the irony of it. It's like you, you have an option right here at the table that you're poo-pooing on right now. And so that's something that, you know, is near and dear to me. It's helping in doing, I love mentoring. And so it's like helping open people's mind especially young young kids to this is not all life is about there's more to the world there's more to life than your backyard your street this city whatever and it's it's important for them to understand that and to take that in and to not feel like they are just like you know my brother was it my father like they were talking about his grandfather then the father it's like yes you have a generation of you know before of legacy before that and that and but you can break that break that chain break that pathology break all of that stuff and do your own thing and don't feel like you have no options and so it's important to help kids understand that because it it is it's quick they're quick to just say what you know this is it this is my life um then we got the Nate Fuente, Puente, Sal, and Sammy with the investigation. Um, and, you know, it's ironic. And I was laughing because, you know, when um, Cooper and Ben went in there for that domestic dispute that turned into this whole bust and, and it went back to training. It just, it's funny to me because it's the same way in my job. Like, it starts out with this this small thing. You think these big operations is going to bring down, you know, the, the years of months of planning. Just like with Puente and Nate, you know, they've been staking out for months. And then all it is is these two people 
who have a, the wife and the girlfriend are fighting, which causes the cops to get there, which causes them to go look in the house. And then, bam, the, the case is blown wide the hell open. And it's, it's, it's usually, and that's what I'd say, it's, it's, it's funny, it's criminals think they're so smart, and but it, it, their downfall is usually something so small a lot of the times. Um, and in this case, that's what it was. Brought down a whole, a whole thing, a whole uh, operation just from these two women arguing. So, and then of course the dude is like, you know, there has to be honor among these. And I'm like, no, dude, there's actually no. That's the whole point of the saying. There's no honor among thieves. And it's funny, the hypocrisy that, you know, people in this criminal world, even within the, you know, in the criminal aspect, they think there needs to be some type of code. I mean, which they have, but then again, they're constantly breaking the code. There is no code. The code is there is no code because there's no honor among thieves. There's no loyalty because... The soon as someone think they have an opportunity, they're gonna. They most of the time they're going for it, and they're gonna step all over you to get to the top. Everyone's trying to get to the top, at some form or fashion. It's harder. It's hard to find ride or dies in those types of environment in that type of world because that's the whole point. That's why they're in that world because they have. There's something about them that is ambition in that way and is is vicious in that way and have that mindset. So it's like. To highly curtail that, and you know, I mean, it's, you know, some people are okay in their supporting role, but not everybody. Everybody's always about something, all about getting ahead, all about you know finding the angle. So, I think I've talked enough about um, Sammy's um, character, uh, her, his wife. Um, I, I'm not gonna, you know, you did your defender of Tammy thing in the other podcast, and I'm like. I mean, she's just ridiculous to me. I I can't. I just can't. I mean, at the end of the day, she's a grown behind woman. I don't care if Sammy got with her when she was younger. I mean, I think she's in her, what, her late 20s now. At some point, you got to grow up. And, you know, nobody says you have to be buddy-buddy. Yes, she's an outsider. But you can find friends. Don't have to be cop friends. Go find other types of friends. Go join some groups. So go join, you know, people who are like-minded with camera, with the camera, with the... It's like, that's how that's how you meet people, too. It doesn't have to be, you, you, you know, Sammy's partner's wife or you are friends. That's not the only way to make friends. So I, I'm not trying to hear that, oh, yeah, she's all by herself. Well, go figure out how to make friends. Go take some classes and find friends that way. Ugh, anyway, and Sammy cracked me up with his... His, his face is like, you know, take you take a picture of murderers. Like, why would I want to admire that? It's like, come on now. I mean, that's the stuff I'm talking about. Like, really? This is a murderer. He kills people. Why would you think your cop husband is going to be like, oh, I'll just forget all that. Oh, look at the lighting on that. I'm like, what? Anyway, I did think it was funny in the more lighthearted moments when we saw Juanito trying to hook up Sammy with his high as a kite mother um like okay i don't think so um and i hope that nate's daughter this is what i'm talking about i hope this was an eye opener for her because of you know being a part of that murder being in that world i know that she's been through a lot and she's in her feelings about finding out her brothers her father and and being lied to and there's trauma and all that stuff just deal with it and then she's a teenager because this is not it you know being in that world putting yourself in harm's way 
um, because you're angry, because, you know, of everything that's happened is not the way to go. So I hope that her eyes are open um, and she moves past this phase. Um, there was no Lydia in this one. And I mean, I really enjoyed this one. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to have episodes without Lydia. But at the same time, I didn't miss her, miss her. Um, I noticed that she wasn't in the episode. But this, I really enjoyed this episode nonetheless. But I don't want to have too many without her. On that note, until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode. Um, <laughs> I don't want it, that just giggle came out of me. Because <laughs> I was thinking about you talking about Tammy, and it was hilarious. Like, I've, I've defended her situation one time. I did not defend the entirety of the character. So everything you say is correct. Like you can only be so you can only be so helpless in your situation before you have to start choosing what to do. I tell my daughter this every morning. She's like, "Oh, I hate going to school." I was like, "You you know you're going to have to go to school for the next how many years? Are you just going to be miserable every time you go to school or are you going to find something worth looking forward to to the day so that it can alleviate your time while you're there?" I hate going to work. And yet I find something to do. So I recently I started listening to podcasts and audiobooks or music, something, anything to take by to to make it look forward to going to work. Okay, this is the eight hours for me that I'm working, but it also means that it's a chance for me to catch up on some history podcasts or so on and so forth, right? Think of the the good thing, the positive thing in that. Um, that is very intentional thinking. And I think it goes back to what you were saying, because um, it's a really great perspective. I was pretty much being really empathetic towards Juanito. I thought they said his name was Casper. I could be so wrong, though. Uh, Juanito's situation. Um, but what you say is absolutely true. A lot of people rely or simply live their life on autopilot and intentional thinking, intentional human behavior to change the way to change your situation requires time and effort and energy and people don't want to put that shit into it and that's how they stay stuck in their situations but everyone uh is not automatically a product of their upbringing case in point myself i grew up in a, a very abusive household uh up into the age of like 15 16 up until teenage years i didn't grow up with uh drug problems or alcohol addiction or not violent you know i think i have a pretty successful life but that it not to say that that didn't take work and that i didn't have some emotional trauma and it didn't come with things i'm still working on but you have to effectively you can't say you don't have a choice then you just give up before you even try that's an excuse and I understand all of the things that came before it, but if you're still breathing, then you still have a choice in how this ends for you. And it may never ever be ideal or exactly like, you know, the other side of the track of things, but it still is a choice, a chance to be happy. Um, it was funny when he tried to hook sammy up with his mom that was the cutest little thing because he's because he clearly just like yeah he's so starved for that male affection 
and that is the thing about breaking cycles uh i think that is something about they were touching on a little bit with the generation of how some cycles can't be broken like the drug (laughs) uh business over there but there are some cycles that that can effectively be broken with intentional behavior um and so he didn't need to be a product of his situation despite everything because he was smarter than he could have taken that and been like the other sisters that we saw last episode um who rose from this situation but all of that means that you're gonna sacrifice (laughs) you know you're gonna have to deal with people making fun of you you're gonna have to deal you're gonna have to grow up um but if you have that support if you have someone supporting you that's almost the most important thing because it really feels as if when people do are you know there's nothing that could have happened like i'm watching my hunters right now so a lot of serial killer cases when some of those killers kill it's like yeah everything in their life pushed them to kill there's nothing there was no intervention no intervention period no one was there for this person so and even with the interviews they're like if one person had just cared one person maybe i hadn't i wouldn't have turned into the monster or become so desensitized that i did not care anymore about the consequences of my actions to live out some pretty vivid psychological uh you know fantasies that were very deviant based on the deviant behavior in which they were nurtured so very fascinating concept uh so it's really great to hear your perspective on that and we are going to wrap it up for this week but if you want to send episode on uh send feedback on the season finale of season two of southland blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until next time peace hair grease and blacker magic